0: that some of our number who went out without any mandate from us have upset you with their teachings and disturbed your peace of mind, we have with one accord decided to choose representatives and to send them to you along with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, who have dedicated their lives to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are sending Judas and Silas, who will also convey the same message by word of mouth. It is the decision of the Holy Spirit and of us not to place on you any burden beyond these necessities, namely to abstain from meat sacrificed to idols, from blood, from meats of strangled animals, and from unlawful marriage. If you keep free of these, You will be doing what is right. Farewell. The word of the Lord.
1: the book of Revelation. The angel took me in spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. It gleamed with the splendor of God. Its radiance was like that of a precious stone, like jasper, clear as crystal. It had a massive high wall where 12 gates with 12 angels were stationed and on which names were inscribed, the names of the 12 tribes of the Israelites. There were three gates facing east, three north, three south, and three west. The walls of the city had 12 courses of stones As its foundation on which were inscribed the 12 names of the 12 apostles of the lamb I saw no temple in the city for its temple is the Lord God Almighty and the lamb the city had no need of Sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of God gave it light and its lamp was the lamb, the word of the Lord.
2: See.
3: you with your spirit. a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John Glory Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him whoever does not love me does not keep my words yet the word you hear is not mine but that of the father who sent me I have told you this while I am with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you i am going away and i will come back to you if you loved me you would rejoice that i'm going to the father for the father is greater than i and now i have told you this before it happens so when it happens you may believe the gospel of the lord So first, I, I want to thank you all for that warm welcome. It's a, it's a great gift to me, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I um, was having dinner a few weeks ago with my wife Joanne, and we were talking about my first homily. Actually, remember what we were having. It was chicken taco chili, which is one of my favorites. And as we were dining, suddenly something came over, Joanne, and she looked up and she said, Oh my goodness, Dan, you're going to have to really be inspiring and thought-provoking and engaging and spiritual and funny. And I said, yeah, all in about 10 minutes. And without hesitating, she looked at me and she said, Seven would be better. (laughs) So I'm sure someone will time me. But what I want to focus on this morning gifts and I think I'm focused on that because uh, I'm grateful for the gift of holy orders for answering the vocational call to the diaconate and that's been a wonderful gift and a blessing in my life I answered my first vocational call 33 years ago when I entered into the sacrament of marriage with Joanne and that has bought just enormous abundant blessings to my life. A beautiful family and lots of wonderful friends and joy and celebration and a great faith community to be a part of. Certainly there's been challenges and difficulties along the way, but when I focus on the gifts that God has given to me, I'm truly amazed. And the reason I want to focus on gifts this morning is because I think John's Gospel speaks to that as well. It's uh, part of what's known as the farewell discourse. Jesus is talking to his beloved disciples at the Last Supper, and he's preparing them for his departure because he's going to return to his Father in heaven. And he knows that they're gonna be discouraged and distraught and confused. He knows they're gonna suffer hardships And persecution. And so he wants to offer them some farewell gifts. And the first gift is the assurance that the Father in heaven will send another, an advocate, a counselor, the Holy Spirit. And the second gift Jesus offers his disciples is the gift of his peace. And those same everlasting gifts are constantly available to both you and me, each and every day. In a couple of weeks on Pentecost Sunday, we'll focus and reflect more on the Holy Spirit. But I often think about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because one of the things Joanne and I have done for the last 15 years, is we've taught a confirmation prep class And we're constantly encouraging the teens that go through that program to think about the graces and the blessings that come with receiving the sacrament of confirmation when we're sealed with the Holy Spirit and we receive the gifts of wisdom and knowledge and understanding and courage and right judgment and reverence and wonder and awe. I think we can see the power of the Holy Spirit in the first reading today from the Acts of the Apostles. There's a great controversy in the early church between the Jewish Christians and the Gentiles. And so with the help of our friends Paul and Barnabas, they come together with the Apostles and they discuss and they debate and they pray and they listen to one another. And they come up with a wonderful compromise, one that will lead to both of the communities living together in peace so that the church can continue to grow and prosper. And our first reading makes clear that that decision, that compromise, comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can intercede for us and strengthen us and support us in so many different ways, some of them very surprising. I guess to a certain extent I'm an example of that standing here in front of you today. I would have never imagined five years ago that that would have happened and certainly I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the power of the Holy Spirit and the intercession in my life. I guess that's probably a little bit surprising to some of my family or some of my friends. Certainly it's surprising to some of my former investment banking colleagues, I'm certain of that, they're probably thinking, hmm, who knew Dan would look so good in a white dress? (laughs) So thank you, Holy Spirit. I also want to talk about this second gift that Jesus leaves his disciples, and that he leaves you and I, and that's his peace. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. In a few minutes at the table of our Lord, Father Karchi's gonna invoke those very same words, just like we do at every Mass. And he's gonna offer us an assurance that the Lord's peace is with us always. And then I'll invite us to offer each other a sign of peace. And in our dismissal, I'll encourage all of us to go in peace, to love and serve the Lord as we love and serve one another. It's not a worldly peace that Jesus offers us, one that's typically defined as the lack of conflict. We know in our own circumstances that when things are going well, we can usually find some inner calm. But when trouble or difficulty hits, fear and anxiety can take over and we can lose that sense of peace rather quickly. But the biblical notion of peace is more of shalom, a spiritual well-being, an inner peace, a deep calm that we can enjoy even in the times of trouble. The peace Jesus offers comes from the conviction that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Peace is one of the greatest gifts that Jesus gave to us. Because peace never divides, it only unites and brings us closer together. We know from chapter five of Paul's letter to the Galatians that one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is peace and love and joy and kindness and gentleness and generosity and all of those good things. The Holy Spirit is our advocate And one of the things he advocates for is remembrance, that we always remember who Jesus was, who he is, and all that he taught us. Our Gospel today provides us with an assurance from Jesus that the Holy Spirit will always be with us, that there'll always be a link between ourselves, Jesus, and the love of our Heavenly Father. Jesus does not want our hearts to be troubled. He offers consolation and peace. Peace among nations, peace among people, and peace among families. So this week, I'd encourage you to call on the Holy Spirit. Invite the Holy Spirit into your life. Ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that you want me to do? And pray. Pray for eyes that can see, ears that can hear, a heart that can love, and hands that can help. Pray to the Holy Spirit for more peace in your life, and then be that peace to all that you encounter.
4: Jesus tells us, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. And so with confidence in God's love and care,
3: we bring our needs before the Lord. Our response is, Alleluia, hear our prayer. That the Church may trust in the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, to lead her now and always. Lord of our mission. Alleluia, alleluia, hear our prayer. That all nations might walk in the light of the Lamb of God. Lord of our mission. Hallelujah, hear our prayer. That those affected by natural disasters, such as the tornadoes in our country this past week, especially in Missouri, may all feel the healing touch of Jesus through, these coming, for, through those coming to their aid. Lord of our mission. Hallelujah, hear our prayer. For all newly ordained deacons, that they minister with Christ in their hearts. Lord of our mission. Hallelujah, hear our prayer. That our communities for the kingdom will work to establish the kingdom of God by eradicating discrimination, deprivation, and domination in the world. Lord of our mission. hallelujah, hear our prayer. For all people suffering through illness and all those ill that are listed in the carpenter, may all be blessed with faith and healing and freed from their afflictions. Lord of our mission. Hallelujah, hear our prayer. For those who have died in faith, experiencing the joy of everlasting life, especially for Ken Waldschmidt, brother of Elmer, brother-in-law of Hildy, uncle of Steve, Hildy, Jeff, and Dave, and Angelina Tangora, mother of Michael, may they find everlasting joy in God's kingdom. Lord of our mission. Hallelujah, hear our prayer. God of peace, Hear our prayers
4: that we might become instruments of love and understanding through Christ our Lord. Brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord
2: set the sacrifice at your hands the grace and glory of his name, for our good, the good, and all his holy church.
4: May our prayers rise up to you, O Lord, together with the sacrificial offerings, so that purified by your graciousness, we may be conformed to the mysteries of your mighty love through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. He is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but in this time above all, to laud you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. He never ceases to offer himself for us, but defends us and ever pleads our cause before you. He is the sacrificial victim who dies no more, the lamb once slain who lives forever. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The
3: peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other a sign of peace. Peace be with you. Thank you.